21 past 9, now under the radar, it is here on Radio Islam International. We've got a very interesting interview now with uh, Sheikh Abdul, uh, Ibrahim Abdullahi and uh, Sheikh Salim visiting Duat from uh, Kenya, who are in South Africa. They've uh, been in South Africa before, just as an indication on one of the previous visits here, uh, Sheikh uh, Ibrahim with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a single day of Ramadan, uh, at least if I recall the stat, about 17 people embraced Islam in his hands, on his hands, and he's done similar uh, in so many countries that he visits. So we spoke, we sat down with him in Johannesburg, in the heart of uh, Somali town, to talk about uh, his visit to South Africa, uh, his Dawah activities, some thoughts on current challenges in the Dawah space, and how he hopes South Africans can assist in his mission in South Africa. We take a listen to that, leading us to the end of the show, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, nahmadu wa nusalli ala rasulil kareem, amma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and a very warm welcome to Radio Islam International. Today we've got uh, very special guests uh, who we are meeting to in Johannesburg. Uh, these are the Da'is, Sheikh Ibrahim Abdullahi and Sheikh Salim, uh, who are out from Kenya in South Africa on a special da'wah tour uh, right here on the eve of the month of Ramadan. We want to find out more about themselves, their mission, and their message to the wider Muslim community in South Africa. Uh, Sheikh Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa sahabi ajma'in ama ba'd. First of all, we are very grateful to be here, alhamdulillah, in Johannesburg, as we were here in 2017. Alhamdulillah, we did a great job, so many people embraced Islam, and now we are here again for another da'wah program. So, inshallah, we will let them know through Radio Islam, we will let them know how the program is, and we'll be forwarding to their presenters, so that... They can let you know where the da'wah is going to happen and how it's going to be done. We are very grateful. We have been from Kenya. We came to Tanzania. From Tanzania, we came to Zambia. Alhamdulillah, Zambia, we did a great job. Many people embraced Islam by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We went to Congo, after Congo, then we came back to Zambia to see those people who embraced Islam and uh, we helped them and uh, there are some teachers who are teaching them about Islam and the basic knowledge of Islam. And then inshallah, alhamdulillah, we came to Johannesburg. So we are very grateful. So we need your support. We need your help. You need your guidance. We need your du'as as well. So that this course of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may go further, inshallah, bi idhlahi kareem. And with yourself, I'd just like to welcome as well your right-hand man for this particular tour, Sheikh Salim. Assalamu alaikum and shukran for speaking to us as well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallamu ala alayhi wa sallamu is always our pleasure to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to send peace and salutation to our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah we have arrived here. We are here, mashallah. Uh, and our brother who has uh, welcomed us, may Allah bless you and bless Radio Islam International. And all listeners, as he said, we are in the eve of month of Ramadan. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us health and sound and, and life so that we may reach in the holy month of Ramadan. 
where we know that it has a lot of blessings is shahar that the Quran was revealed is shahar that people they give more sadaqah is shahar that people they stand in taraway and qiyamu layli mashallah is the month that we ask for the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jazakumullah khairan for that Shaykh we want to just find out a bit more about you know you and your passion for da'wah and thereafter you know find out about some of your experiences and your approach to da'wah just a bit about your personal background in terms of where you come from your studies as well as your uh, your, your interest in da'wah or your passion for da'wah I mean it should be a, a interest and passion of every Muslim but uh, for yourself personally how did you take this on uh, you know as something that you travel to so many countries for Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen first of all my name is Shaykh Ibrahim Abdullahi my studies all happened in Kenya Alhamdulillah in Islamic and in the secular <coughs> and this uh, da'wah we started so uh, now we are in da'wah almost 30 years. Alhamdulillah, we used to preach on the streets. Then we came up, Alhamdulillah, now we have gone international. We had made debates with so many uh, pastors, pastor from America, from Australia, from uh, New Zealand. We have another one even from Italy. We had uh, some other pastors from Nigeria. Alhamdulillah, uh, we did da'wah and this da'wah you have to struggle for it and you have to decide if you decide you say this i'm going to do that is what you're going to do so alhamdulillah that is how we did da'wah but you will we will let you know more inshallah on the other program inshallah so uh Shaykh, in terms of uh, your approach uh I, you you did mention a lot of debates that take place uh, I did see your, your Facebook page as well, lots of uh, discussions with uh, you know, Christian uh, clergymen and so forth. So would you say you would take a comparative religion approach uh, and did you, you know, dedicate some time to be able to go into the Christian scriptures? Is, is that the approach to da'wah that you take or would you, you know, purely just share the Islamic fundamentals and the Islamic solutions? Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen First of all This is Africa So if you tell these Christians And the non-Muslims You talk to them about Islam They will tell you no that is your books So this is our books So that is why we went back into their books And our mentor was May Allah grant him Jannah Was brother Ahmed Idat Alhamdulillah but you know time goes Things change so the Christians and the non-Muslims of now are reading books. They are coming up with questions and answers and attacks. But Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided, has, has, has shown us the Muslims how we should do da'wah. Allah says that you shall call people in the way of Allah with hikmah. And secondly, Allah says, and don't abuse them, don't insult them. وَلَا تَسُبُّ لَذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ So, ours is only, وَقُلِ الْحَقِّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ And according to the da'wah on the Christian side, if you tell them that God has no son, they'll say, no, my book says God has a son. So we have to make some comparison. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you tell the people of the book, 
but you shall come in a common terms that we shall only believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and tell them that none has the right to be worshipped Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Now Chef if you could tell us if uh, Salim uh, you uh, have uh, gone to many countries uh, obviously I can see you are persons in a number of languages but to be able to break down the language barrier uh, on, your, on your own perhaps without any local help uh, how have you managed to be successful in so many countries with different languages, different uh, cultures? Uh, uh, before I go into your question uh, Alhamdulillah, first and foremost that you ask uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abdullah I was not born a Muslim I was born from a Christian family in, in Kenya, in Kenya yeah. my mother and my father were so attached to the religion and even as we are speaking today we have several churches there standing that was built by my father from his own pocket so we were, we were brought up in that Christianity values and faith uh, where our father went to an extent of taking me to a Bible college to study as an evangelist and then later to be ordained as a pastor after doing several ministries, uh, it's a long story, but to cut it short, uh, some things were being taught that I, I didn't see them uh, adding values. Because, you know, we have the Bible as the scripture, and we have the teachings of the churches. We have the teachings of the churches that you must abide, even if it's contrary to the Bible, you must adhere to it. So I started doing that research, and Alhamdulillah, Allah guided me to Islam. So after there, I, I took an interest of wanting to know, because also I saw there is a gap. By that time, and up to date, it is not more people who are engaged in dawah. It's a passion and a full-time job. You understand my point? So that is where I took an interest, because now people, it's like someone having a diamond, this is an example, and he doesn't know the value of the diamond. This is exactly the Muslims that are living today. It is Islam is more than a diamond. But we don't convey the message because Rasulullah was sent He was sent to mankind. So if we just content with our Islam in the mosque and we go only to the Muslims and remind each other what about these people? Were these the values of the Prophet Were this, this the way that the Sahaba used to think or they were thinking how they can conquer the whole world and each and everybody become a Muslim willingly because we know the value of Islam. Allah says in the Quran and I want everybody to listen and reflect to this verse. In chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse 85, Allah says, Whoever sects a religion other than Islam, it will never be accepted of him. And in the after, is going to be one of the losers. Do we know if you go to Akhir and you become a loser? Where are you heading if you become a loser on the day of judgment? Jahannam. Are we... Are we happy for people to go to Jahannam? Is this was the, the ways of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa or the Sahaba? He wished to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide his, 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 his people. So this there is where we took the interest. Another thing is, uh, as you ask the question, 
how are we managing to break these barriers to communicate in different languages and this is a sound hadith where the prophet وسلم, used to instruct the sahaba to go and learn the jewish language so that they can convey the message we need to learn for the purpose of conveying the message but today we are learning these languages on behalf of doing business <laughs> subhanallah inshallah <laughs> uh sheikh uh you you spoke about the christian influence in in africa we know that although like for example in south africa majority would identify as christians uh the the, the christianity is tinged with uh traditional african beliefs uh and a lots of lots of uh uh you know reliance on the ancestors and that that kind of thing so uh how, how would you tailor make uh so so in your experiences in africa how would you uh deal with this mix of christianity and a great percentage of uh you know uh, uh beliefs in in in, tra- in tradition and so forth which uh have colored the beliefs in our country Naam Sheikh alhamdulillah for the question you know the guidance comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ours is just to let the message reach wa qul alhaq min rabbikum faman sha'a falyu'min faman sha'a falyakfur so it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who guides but these challenges are, are very everywhere in Africa because most of the people they mix uh, culture and their religion uh, alhamdulillah we speak with each and every person or each and every congregation or we make debates with each and every pastors and each and every leaders of any religion according to their to their beliefs and uh, understanding some of them even don't have books we just use knowledge like for example now in africa we have atheists they are quite a lot So alhamdulillah we try our best and uh, we just tell them the truth and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who guides wa makana li nafsin an tu'mina illa bi idhnillah so our brother shaytani will add one i think maybe uh, in addition to your question maybe to contribute something you know our bad christianity is not like islam because it cannot solve the problems of the belief As you see in Islam we are being told to abide milat habikum ibrahim that our religion is the culture of nabi ibrahim so we have to adhere to that the culture of ibrahim is the way you see we are we are universal unique and united under the milat habikum ibrahim the culture of ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam believing in in one god and doing good righteous deeds according to ibrahim that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he was uh, given the prophethood he came to fulfill as allah says al-yawma akmaltu lakum dinakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati no but you see christianity it came with an i think is a white man culture for instance we as african we used to believe in one god singular most of the majority of the africans if you do this research secondly we used to marry more than one wife our grandfathers but when christianity came it started removing people from their culture of mono- monotheism into believing in trinity again bringing a culture that one wife one man one wife which is against even the bible the scripture itself is against 
is against the scripture itself. So this is where the challenges are. And we always, sometimes even in a such a talk, we normally talk to people in an African culture and we'll see them embracing Islam because at least most percentage, the percentage of the African culture agrees with Islam. Shaq, tell us uh, a, a, a bit about uh, the, uh, you know, the challenges to morality. Uh, we, we find uh, morality uh, promiscuity on an increase and now the, the very big uh, issue all over the world is, you know, the LGBT uh, situation. Now, uh, in your interactions with people of other faiths, are they uh, uh, you know, buying buying this new kind of lifestyle or on the ground are people uh, against this particular lifestyle and then how do you step in to show them that Islam is the only religion that stands firm on its principles? Just thank Allah for this question because this exactly is the current, current issue as we are speaking. It's just last week in our country where we come from, though we are just outsiders, we are doing that we are in the other countries, but at least we are trying to post some things on the social media. That the Supreme Court, the highest court of the land, you know, Kenya. of Kenya, they passed that uh, uh, the LGBTQ are supposed to be recognized and registered as an organization. But Alhamdulillah, majority of Kenyans, 30% to 35% are Muslim, 65 are Christians, uh, Christians and uh, maybe 1% Hindu and other people. And today they are standing firm. Because this is the Western culture, the ideology from the West that they want to impose to Africans. And even we see the church has gone to an extent of legalizing these things. You saw John Pope and Baba Benedict Pope, he was in Sudan. And he was saying, oh no, it's okay, these are the children of God. The things that are against even the scripture, this is where we must understand, this is where this is the parting shot. That these things are the Western culture against even the scriptures, but they want to impose to people because they are helping you in aid. They are giving you some tokens, some some tokens that uh, you know we need to obey because it's against our African culture. You know when you talked about our values and our African culture, as I grew up, well, like the people who were born during our time. If I tell you to mention maybe three, four in the whole community, the the children who are born. Out, outside the Nikah, maybe you can count on your fingertips because we don't used to believe this and if someone does that, he must be punished by the community. the community. The elderly people will come and say whatever you have done is an abomination, is against our culture. They will kill you, they will find you. Later you must marry that girl who you impregnated. That's what the African culture. But today, Sohanallah is like, as a norm, it's something as usual. So these are the challenges we are facing today. This is the West. They are imposing to Africa this an, an, a Western ideology because they don't have the culture. They are doomed. They, are, they don't arrive. This is the sign of the... You see? And this is one of the signs of the Kiyama. When we know this LGBTQ, Kaumulut, we know what they were done by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The earth was moved from here to Sama Adonia, and then it was done turned upside down. So the the, the non uh, the, the non Muslims uh, that you interact with, 
are impressed by the firmness of, of so you, you, you'd say a lot of non-Muslims uh, are not happy with the state of their own they church. Are yes, they, they, they are not at all. And they know, even they are giving the reference. They say, look at Islam. Islam is firm. They are strictly and they are there to the Quran. And nobody can come up and raise and say, oh, you know now we must. A Muslim cannot do that because you know it's against the Sharia, it's against the Quran. And we know that it is a, pun a capital punishment for people who are engaging in such acts. And they are giving the reference to Islam. And Alhamdulillah, very few, it's less than 1% in, in where as we came from, like East Africa and other countries that we have been visiting. You know, even there is a, a time when these things was raised uh, in Somalia by someone, and then it was the khutbah, the country at large, every mosque it was the Juma khutbah condemning this and saying, no, this is against the Islamic values. Alhamdulillah, Muslims, they stand firm, and even the majority of non-Muslims, the Christians, they are against this. Alhamdulillah, we thank God for, for that. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Sheikh, let me uh, ask you about another issue when it comes to uh, comparative religion or more, more on the, the lines of interfaith discussion, which uh, raises uh, controversy sometimes and uh, this is where uh, we, we found recently in in a country in the Middle East basically in the in, in the UAE uh, uh, something being created called the uh, Abrahamic house where there is uh, you probably heard of this development you know uh, in in the same complex um, a masjid and a same pro a complex a church and a synagogue and uh, how, how, how do, you, do people navigate the space to ensure that we are giving da'wah whereas sometimes in, in engagement with other faiths people water down their principles and you know kind of create a new religion or say that you know talk, just talk about the similarities without emphasizing the differences Sheikh uh, first of all you know as as Muslims we are being guided by the Quran is us to invite people to Islam and monotheism. As Allah says in the Quran, this is a command. But I will be in the Shaitan or Jesus, Rahman, But is where you are saying now, what you are saying is we need to use Al Hikmah. Invite people. Invite people to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with wisdom and good preaching. But according to what they are saying, you know, we, we know this issue of interfaith and building, I don't know, Abrahamic or whatever, like it's happening, is happening in, in, in UAE. What, what, are, what is behind this? Is it really because they want to have a culture, a common understanding? Because there is only one common understanding. This is the common term. This is the common issue that we can come up and discuss. Building a synagogue, a mosque, and whatever. We respect, but not on a Muslim country. The Prophet Muslim. cried about this. Because we are encouraging people to do shirki against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is exactly what you are doing. It's not something small, maybe you can take it literally, or think like it's something that is normal, or is common. It's not common. This is Ardul Muslimin, where the Tawheed is supposed to stand. Is why the Prophet ﷺ was sent to Makkah, the people who are Muslims. 
they used to associate Allah with 360 gods and the Prophet did to doubt to them. He ran, he migrated from Makkah to Medina. When he had established and he became strong, he conquered and in Arabian Peninsula, the only religion that is supposed to be there is a Abrahamic religion which is Islam. Yahuri Jalla Wahala, Makana Ibrahima, Yahudian, Wala Nasranian, Walakin Kana Hanifa, Muslima Wamakana, Mina Mushrikim. So that uh, for for really clearly uh, you know stating the principles. Uh, just two or three questions, inshallah, we'll conclude. Uh, Sheikh Ibrahim, maybe uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, in talking about the LGBT issue, you mentioned this being a sign of qiyamah. Now, I'm I'm curious in in the discussions, the comparative religion discussions that happens in Dawa. Uh, how uh, you know Christians have their own ideas of the end of times, eschatology, as they say, you know the signs of the ends of time. And uh, for us in Islam, there's very clear hadith, etc. On this point, uh, t tell us about how the discussion of end times comes into uh, the discussions that you have with non-Muslims, and how do you convey the Islamic perspective? Uh, first of all, each and every Christian knows. And he is in his heart that time is coming. And they always say the time is near, even in their Bible. If you read the book of Matthew 10, verse 8, Jesus says, You have to repent, you have to, and you go and preach and tell the people that the kingdom of God is near. And uh, you see, uh, if you read the book of Romans 1 23 to 27, it speaks about this immorality that people are doing. And uh, each and every person says, he will tell you because Jesus has told the people about this. If you read in the book of Matthew 23, uh, he says that, look, this is what Daniel had prophesied, that nation will fight against nation. Bloodshed will be there. There will be immorality. You have to know that this is almost the end of time. So for them also they know not only as the Muslims, we know the Prophet Wasallam. he has taught us, he has told us, we know the Hadith. So this one is uh, the end of time, uh, as I said, and, uh, and they know the expecting Masihi to come back. That is why they... And these are ones of the signs of Masihi. So these are the signs of the Masihi Dijan, even if you read in their books, in the book of Revelation, 13 verse 3, 13... Um, it's 13 verse 7, it says that the, 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 the number of the beast, that will be number 666, that I can't explain now, it's, it's in a broad way. Daniel, as in their books, has had a dream about animals. All these things are giving us a revelation of what is going to come. So this is, we as Muslims, but we have just have to use brain, but that is their books. So for us as the Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a book, Alladhi anzala ala abdihi al-kitaban ajaba, fihim in kulli shayin, hikmatan wanaba, and the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thank you. Shaf, just to give encouragement then, your call for people to take on this path of da'wah so just uh, what is your call exactly in that regard and uh, how do people become part of this uh, caravan of goodness and spreading guidance but in answering that question if you could share 
some you know motivational experiences that you've had perhaps recently uh, for people to be able to take this on inshallah alhamdulillah rabbil alamin first of all we have to tell the muslims that this calling the people to islam is the responsibility of each and every muslim secondly we have to support this da'wah without support financially materially advice knowledge dua knowledge you have to give support in this da'wah like now as i'm speaking to you from the time we started da'wah up to now almost 30 years almost 1 million or something people have embraced islam just recently hundreds of Islam in Zambia but alhamdulillah the ones that Allah guide Allah has guided them Allah, Allah if he guides you Allah then Allah loves you so <coughs> that is one second there are some places that people don't know even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are some places even people they don't know about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you tell them Muhammad they tell you who is he we don't know him they even don't know Islam we are surprised and we Muslims, we are just relaxing. We say we're doing da'wah around, around, but in the villages, things are not good. We have to reach into the villages. Thirdly, my last thing is, Alhamdulillah, Sheikh will give you the contacts, the contacts, and uh, inshallah, if you have your support, our local contact is here, our WhatsApp is there, inshallah, you'll contact with us for any support because we want to do a very big da'wah inshallah coming soon maybe next week inshallah Saturday and Sunday may Allah give us the best inshallah my brother Sheikh Salim will add something maybe in addition also in, in terms of da'wah as we are in the 21st century and most of the people are busy but from among our families maybe have three, three children or five children why can't we donate one for him to do da'wah, to invite people, we train him in comparative, he become a sheikh, he become a da'i, not even a sheikh. Our respected uh, ulamas are there. Let us be, donate each and every family, one person who his work is to invite people to Islam. Because if we do this, then we'll achieve, and we'll, we'll achieve as they achieve those five major prophets who are called Ulil Azmin in why did they reach that point or that darja? Because of inviting people to Islam. As uh, we are speaking right now, we are targeting, as he said, my brother, it's unfortunate in the 21st century, where in your local country, maybe people they know, even deep from the village, they know MTN and Vodacom. But if you, follow them, if you follow these people and ask them about Prophet Muhammad, why they don't know? So you fail to understand between MTN and Vodacom and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam who is more valuable? Of course, the Prophet. The Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And why are people dipped the villages like where we come? We have some tribes they don't know even to put on clothes. They are still in the stone ages. They just put something smaller and they walk naked. But they know about our network of Safaricom.
because the safaricom has taken time to advertise and send people to go and market why can't we market prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam ashraf khalq ayafut khairu min khalqillah resources into that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam cannot be compared with anything the 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 the, the dad of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the only human being or the only creature who went up to sidratul muntaha <coughs> just muslim try to reflect that and to know who is prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam if we come to realize that and understand this then if we cannot do it we we'll support people who are doing this sheikh has come up with a book the advent of prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the bible we need to support him and let him print millions of these books and distribute to this because when you speak to someone oral and you give him a book is so different you can speak to him in oral after five minutes he forgets and goes to other things but if you give him a book he will read it he will keep somewhere one day when he's perusing things he's oh this and he will take interest maybe Allah will guide him only one book is two dollars one book two dollars to print it why can't we support if we decide that here in South Africa one million people to contribute one dollar per single book how many books can we print and give free distribution is not for sale free distribution and is our sadaqah on the day of judgment we'll meet with the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam because we stood with him and tell people about prophet muhammad because they cannot even know alive they don't know prophet muhammad because prophet muhammad was sent to come and tell us all who allah had said is only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is the way to know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many verses he says وَمَا يُوَتِّي اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا is when Allah and finish by this Allah tells the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam وَرَفَعَنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ and oh prophet Muhammad we have raised your name above all names when it's mentioned the name of Allah لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله and this is the ticket the visa to Jannah اللهم جنّا من يعرف العالمين Okay, so uh, we, we, we're done, uh, Shaf, I just want to uh, just reiterate this point, uh, if we could draw the example of the uh, Muhajirin and the Ansar, uh, so inshallah you are Muhajirin, we've come to this country uh, for a very, very noble mission, uh, three or four points, what are the most important things that you are appealing to South Africa to assist you with? Uh, in your stay yes. uh, uh, mashallah that is it because uh, as he said uh, uh, my sheikh uh, sheikh ibrahim Abdullah, we have dedicated ourselves and our time only in doing that we don't have any other business our business is to do our business is to do da'wah so brothers we appeal we are in the month of shaban we are going to the holy month of ramadan the month that you are being told the prophet was so generous and he used to contribute but during the time of ramadan he used to triple if he's giving two runs in the normal month he's giving three times during the month of ramadan so we appeal brothers because as we are traveling and all of us we know you cannot do it we are doing it why can't you support us 
We are staying, this is an hotel, we are staying here, in a studio here, we are coming to studio, we are staying in a hotel, we are eating, we need transport, we need to print these books, we need to organize for a big uh, debate here. You know, we need some equipment, right now we don't have equipment, we need equipment almost 20 to 30,000 runs, so that we can convey the message. That is the main purpose, inshallah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless each and every person who is listening to this, and to bless each and every person that our words will touch him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever you contribute, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, reward you in dunya and anakhira. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us meet in Jannah مع نبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم يوم القيامة والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. إن شاء الله يا أبو إبراهيم. What I was suggesting because we are visitors here. الحمد لله. But if people they can communicate with us through the numbers that you're going to give. إن شاء الله من الله سبحانه وتعالى grant us جنة الفردوس accept our دعوة and bless you too and protect you and reward you abundantly for coming here. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us share this polls on the Day of Judgment because also you are part of that. Whatever you are doing, you are doing because you are reaching to millions of people. It's not as that we are reaching to five, ten thousand people. You are reaching to millions of people. May Allah bless you and your family and protect you and you evaluate your status in this dunya and in Akhir. Amen. 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 Jazakallah khairan. So, we'd like to thank our special guest, Sheikh Ibrahim Abdullahi, Sheikh Salim. Speaking to us uh, from Kenya now in South Africa for uh, a period of time, and obviously the assistance in all kinds uh, is much much appreciated. Uh, if you want to host the shuyuk in your particular area to be able to facilitate our programs, assist them in their mission, uh, there's a WhatsApp number for Sheikh Ibrahim, uh, which is plus two five four seven double two five zero seven six four two. Uh, there's many other numbers, but I'll just share one, this number, and you could obviously uh, direct the communication to plus two five four seven two two five zero seven six four two, uh, or the uh, an, another number as well for Sheikh Salim, uh, plus two five four seven two two. Double seven five six eight three, and there's a local number as well here in South Africa that you could dial, uh, which is zero six three eight six double one three four seven zero six three eight six double one three four seven. Do get in touch with the shuluf or be in touch with us to get in touch with the shuluf. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make the mission easy, accept it, and allow many many more people to benefit from the stawa and allow them to enter into the everlasting guidance of Islam. Shukran for your time. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.